A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, In your vision, O king, you saw a statue, very large and exceedingly bright, terrifying in appearance as it stood before you. The head of the statue was pure gold. Its chest and arms were silver, its belly and thighs bronze, the legs iron, its feet partly iron and partly tiled. While you looked at the statue, a stone which was hewed from a mountain, without a hand being put to it, struck its iron and tile feet, breaking them in pieces. The iron, tile, bronze, silver, and gold all crumbled at once, fine as a shaft on a threshing floor in summer, and the wind blew them away without leaving a trace. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream, the interpretation we shall also give in the king's presence. You, O king, are the king of kings. To you the God of heaven has given dominion and strength, power and glory, men, wild beasts, and birds of the air, wherever they may dwell. He has handed over to you, making you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. Another kingdom shall take your place inferior to yours, then a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the whole earth. There shall be a fourth kingdom strong as iron. It shall break in pieces and subdue all these others, just as iron breaks in pieces and crushes everything else. The feet and the toes you saw, partly of potter's tile and partly of iron, mean that it shall be a divided kingdom, but yet have some of the hardness of iron. As you saw the iron mixed with clay tile and the toes partly iron and partly tile, the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. The iron mixed with clay tile means that they shall seal their alliance by intermarriage, but they shall not state united any more than iron mixes with clay in the lifetime of those kings. The God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed or delivered up to another people. Rather, it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and put an end to them, and it shall stand forever. That is the meaning of the stone you saw hewed from the mountain without a hand being put to it, which broke in pieces the tile, iron, bronze, silver, and gold. The great God has revealed to the king what shall be in the future. This is exactly what you dreamed, and it means, and its meaning is sure.
Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucum. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Verbum Domini. Nebuchadnezzar was fearful from what he saw in the dream that he had. He had no idea what it meant, and the Lord sent him Daniel, who was given the same dream about what the king had and also its interpretation. Simply put, it was a dream about his future and how his kingdom would be put down and defeated. He would be defeated ultimately by several kings and their kingdoms. And one of the points Daniel pointed out tied to last Sunday's solemnity as part of Nebuchadnezzar's dream and its meaning. Daniel said, 
in the lifetime of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed or delivered up to another people. Rather, it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and put an end to them, and it shall stand forever. Referring to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ our King. And kingdom against kingdom has been what Jesus himself prophesied in the gospel. And there would be only one kingdom that will stand forever. And that's the kingdom of God. Blessed Miguel Pro, a Jesuit priest, a Mexican martyr in the 1920s, uh, whose uh, memorial we celebrate today, stood for that kingdom that stands forever. He proclaimed that the kingdom of God would always stand forever, and that was his last word before he was shot to death. Viva Cristo Rey! Long live Christ the King! He had a he had a rosary on one hand, and he had a crucifix on the other hand, and he shot out this profession of his faith. Long live Christ the King! Then he was shot. And not only that, but uh, the governor, they wanted to, he wanted to scare people to show that if you, if you keep on professing this faith of Christ the King, this is what's going to happen to you. You know, he's trying to scare people off, but instead it backfired, not scare people off, but people are more courageous. People are more on fire to stand for Christ the King. I had to, the opportunity to, I was going, I was trying when I was in Mexico, I was actually trying to go to that site where he was uh, shot. And anyway, make long story short, didn't make it there. People were discouraging me how bad the area was and so on, very far from where I was, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I end up going to this church. Uh, I forgot why I, I knew I wanted to go there. There was something tied into his, I think that's where he was baptized or his his parents, I don't remember now. But anyway, I didn't, I went in there. The church was already originally closed. They're big on closing in the afternoon for siesta for several hours. So you have to kind of wait until they open again. And so I waited, 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 and finally went in and then went to the right side of the church. And it's like, oh, there's some, some sort of uh, pictures and stories of Blessed Miguel Pro, and I got closer and closer. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is his remains. You know, his remains right there in the church. Um, and then I spent few spent few minutes there in prayer. And then um, as I was leaving, there's this uh, gentleman coming toward me as I was going out to the church. And then he he saw me wearing the Franciscan habit. He, he asked me who I am and so forth, and I told him who I am, what I was doing, and so forth in Mexico. And 
he eventually, and he was, you know, dressed like anybody. I, I didn't know he was a priest, but then he eventually told me he's a priest, he's a Jesuit priest, and he is the, the uh, postulator cause of his sainthood. I said, like, really? And so he asked me if I wanted to um, see this little museum, he called it little museum, uh, that he put together in the side of the church. It's like you kind of have to go in in the hallway. And so I said, yeah, definitely. And then so he took me there, and all the pictures of Blessed Miguel Pro, you know, real pictures, photographs, including all of the artifacts that he had, including uh, the sweater that he was wearing the day that he died, the day that he was shot. And you could look at closely, it's in a glass um, cabinet. You can see everything that he had on that day, what was in his pockets and so forth. And you look at closely to the sweater, you could see the uh, bullet hole that you know, shot him, and then there's a little stain of blood that you know, came out from his body, obviously. It was a very a moving moment, and the uh, gentleman that came with me too, he'd never been there before, and he brought me there, and, then, and he's, he told me on the way out, you know, he had goosebumps during that whole meeting with the priest and seeing the artifacts of Blessed Miguel Pro the Martyr. But his lifetime was filled with persecution, especially during his lifetime as a priest. It was really the time when the government was persecuting the church with its heavy hands. Priests would be put in jail when caught giving the sacraments. They were forbidden to exercise their priesthood. They had to do many priestly activities underground. Their underground would be in people's homes. Their underground would be in the garage. Their underground would be anywhere where they would not be caught. Blessed Miguel Pro was very active in providing the spiritual nourishments and protection the people needed despite what would happen to him if he get caught. He was giving the people hope in the midst of a seemingly hopeless situation. He was a serious guy. Obviously, he would be serious, otherwise he wouldn't be doing what he was doing. But at the same time, he's a funny guy. You know, very hilarious, comical guy. He's known like that by his uh, seminarian classmates. Um, would do some sort of practical jokes and things like that. And in the end, like I said, he was put in prison because he's a priest, Catholic priest, and eventually shot to death, proceeded with his loud cry of his profession of faith, Viva Cristo Rey. Some things aren't that far compared with the time we are living in versus the time Blessed Miguel Pro was living in. At present, not as bad as his time currently, while at the same time, the spirit of persecution, the spirit of persecution against Christ's kingdom is very much alive 
and active through anti-church, anti-God, anti-Christ groups or movements or even governments. Perhaps if we have not already, we ought to get our mindset to be on guard, to be on guard with protecting our faith and protecting our ability to exercise our faith and protecting our freedom to adore and worship Christ the King. We may not be the literal protector of our city, of our state, of our nation, but we are the right soul protector of our own hearts. We are the right soul protector of our own wills, of our own decisions. We can let the kingdom of the world seep into our hearts easily, so the urgent need for everyone to guard our hearts, our wills, and our decisions for the kingdom that shall stand forever, Christ's kingdom. I just want to leave you with uh, several words of uh, my patron saint, Blessed Miguel's, Miguel Pro, uh, particularly his own words, the three of them. The first one is his own words to encourage us uh, in fighting against injustices. Wherever we're at, whatever role we have, whatever position we've been given, to not uh, lose this spirit of fighting the good fight. He said we ought to speak, shout out against injustices with confidence and without fear. We proclaim the principles of the church, the reign of love, without forgetting that it is also a reign of justice. And Again, he knew, he knew uh, our day-to-day -day living can be very trying much of the times because he himself experienced it. So he encouraged us through his words in this way. Thus our life become from day-to-day -day more painful, more oppressive, more replete with sufferings, Blessed be he a thousand times, he with capital H. Blessed be he, God, a thousand times who desired so. If life be harder, love makes it also stronger. And only this love, grounded in suffering, can carry the cross of my Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, for us who have made our triple vows in the church, he said this after he himself made his triple vows in the church. Deceitful are the ephemeral pleasures and joys of this world. Our supreme comfort in this life is to die to the world that we may live with Jesus crucified. Let others seek gold and other earthly treasures. I already 
possess the immortal treasure of holy poverty on the cross of Jesus crucified. The angelic virtue growing like a pure, fragrant lily in the hidden, beauteous garden of the cloister adorns the forehead with heavenly tints, for it has roots in the cross of Jesus crucified. A third crown completes my oblation. It is, it is the seal of glory, where the obedient, spotless lamb gained victory. Obedience is the secure science of living with Jesus crucified. With this triple treasure, I can hope to pass beyond the fleeting confines of mortal man by living poor on this earth and rich in heaven, united with Jesus crucified. We ask Saint, uh, we ask Blessed Miguel Pro to help us uh, live this life that we are living in, persevere until that moment that we are called home, however long, however short, we have the remainders in this time, in this life. May he help us to live for that kingdom that, stand, that shall stand forever, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ our King. Viva Cristo Rey, long live Christ the King. Blessed Miguel Pro, pray for us. Blessed Miguel Pro, pray for us. Blessed Miguel Pro, pray for us.